Hey everyone, it's Caleb from Two Dads at Night Podcast. You can reach us at social media at Instagram, Two Dads at Night Podcast, the number two, dads, at sign, N-I-T-E, podcast, or Twitter, Two Dads, underscore, at, underscore, night, N-I-T-E, or you can send us topic suggestions or listener mail to our Gmail account, the number two, dads, at night, N-I-T-E, at gmail.com. All right, let's go. going on jake hey how are you caleb pretty good another night another show ready to rip and roll yeah i'm excited for this one yeah this is gonna be awesome but before we get going how was your weekend review I, did you do anything yeah i mean I, I so i went on sunday i went to the rangers game yes and we whooped up on the athletics terrible they're moving from oakland to las vegas i believe as they should Poor I think the Oakland change of scenery. Suffered. Oh yeah, I mean, have you been there? <laughs> oh. Shots fired. Anyways, <laughs> um, the rest of your week, how was that? It was good. Uh, Saturday, I went over to my parents' house and we had um, babes, and we watched a movie called Bullet Train. I'm not sure if you see, and it's Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor oh, Johnson. I want to see that. Yep, it's actually pretty good. It's on my queue. I think it, it's yeah. on Netflix. Uh, Where'd y'all watch it? I think we watched it on Amazon. Okay. Can yeah. I, can I take this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. taking it to my side. Yeah. Take, um, out your, take out your strap, dog. Pop, pop. I just need to make sure it's. Pop, pop, pop. No, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're cocked and loaded. We're ready to go in case anybody comes in here and tried to storm our podcast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's made by the same guys who did Deadpool uh, 2. I don't okay. know about the first one, but. Um, and it's evident. Like, the jokes in there are so good. But it is a very good movie. The action looked awesome. Oh, it's, yeah. Just it's in the previews. I would say it's a mix between, honestly, I would say it's a mix between John Wick and Deadpool. Like, oh. John Wick humor. is totally changed. Oh, the humor in Deadpool with the, with the action. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Deadpool, or uh, John Wick has pretty much changed action, in my opinion. Oh. It only gets better. It all, yeah. From it here, it's, it's only, because you, you can't do the cut every scene like right. eight times and then you yeah. don't know what's going on. Like the Jason Bourne thing was awesome when it happened. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be chaotic. You're not supposed to know what's going on. Right. But then they went overboard. I feel like they can go as far overboard as they want to on this as long as I can see everything that's going on. Right. I'm, I'm Big for old it. field of view. Yep. Um, anyway, so we watched that. It's I recommend it again with no kids. Um, and then Friday, that's what I'm trying to think about. I know I did something, but I can't remember what I did. Did you go outside? That's what it was. Um, Alex went. <laughs> Alex went outside. Uh, nice. She went to do like a girls' night out kind of thing, and so I was with the uh, the urchins. Oh yeah, it was fun. They latch on. They do. That's cool. Yeah, it was yeah. good. How, how was your week? It was and, good. Um, a solid week at work. As always, love nice. that place. Glad yeah. I can say that. Um, yeah. 
Erin went back home for a speaking engagement that she was asked to do, be a part of. Ooh. So what was, was that for? Uh, it's like a ladies' retreat thing back home at the church. Nice. Uh, so they uh, they needed a professional speaker. So of course my wife. If you don't know that. Anyways, she um, likes speaking. Yeah, she likes speaking. That's awesome. Um, and then so Titus and I were together Friday night, and let's see, we ran almost a full mile. He ran almost a full mile without stopping, which is incredible. Um, we just took off he's like we gotta exercise so he literally said that <laughs> and he's, so we, he's we like three he? yeah he's three not even three and a half yet it was crazy kid just took off or yeah three and a half anyways pretty awesome rode his uh little balance bike so that was really fun we ate together on the couch that's his his thing on friday nights we do it's a friday night couch and i did my mom's taxes even though it was after the deadline so nice shout out to the government uh don't penalize her too much <laughs> She, she's not getting much back, so. I don't think anyone from the IRS is going to listen. Well, now that I said IRS, I'm sure right. we're Yep, we're get, flagged. Yep, our views are going to go up. Yeah. Oh, hey, we need it. Um, <laughs> Saturday, we had the soccer game. Nice. I had to coach that. How do you do? He did as expected. Okay. Which was good enough for yes. me. He just ran a lot. He's not totally sold out on kicking the ball when others are around the ball, so. Yeah. It was still fun, though. It was a really good game. They both teams scored a lot of goals. That was awesome. The Mills came and watched and helped as I uh, tried to wrangle a bunch of four, three and four year olds, which is kind of crazy. Um, our coach was, I guess, he and his wife took a uh, vacation, nice. so I stepped in, did all that Saturday morning, and then we celebrated with our celebratory donuts. Nice. Titus chose a marshmallow topped marshmallow donut so it had marshmallow fluff on top that white stuff uh-huh and then it had more marshmallows on top of that wow so the sugar was awesome for him <laughs> um then we came home chilled gave him a bath and went and saw some friends that we hadn't seen in a little while down in forney my wife met us there and then we all came back and went and ate at doghouse in richardson is that any good? Oh, it's phenomenal. We'll definitely, we'll all go. It's it's insane. They serve everything on Hawaiian rolls and cheese and... I do like cheese. Grilled onions. And you lost and, me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Plug in <laughs> Doghouse and Richardson. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, that'd be great. I can take donations in the form of warm food. Or so, gifts cards. Or gift cards. Plenty of gift gifts. cards. Gifts cards. Give me your gift cards. But yeah, <clears throat> it was a good time. So, yeah, it was just fun seeing everybody. Um, Sweet. And then, obviously, we had church, and that was good on Sunday. And then you have another thing coming up this week, don't you? Yes. Tell us about it. I will be acquiring a wand in the world of Harry Potter in (coughs) Universal Orlando, Florida. Did it have to be like that? Yeah, so that's where I'm going. (laughs) We're going, Aaron and I are going on a trip, just us two, to Universal. We're leaving... Titus with my in-laws. Shout out to Lolly and Pop, even though Pop is bouncing after one day. Good guy. But yeah, he'll be staying with Lolly and doing all that. We call it Lolly Camp. Hopefully Titus doesn't listen to this podcast when he's older and realizes what he missed out on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he won't remember. Hopefully not. But yeah, so it's just us two. I've never been, so I'm really excited. We're leaving Wednesday, so hopefully we'll have that show edited and done for Wednesday because yeah. today is 
Monday, Monday, April 24th. I remember I went to Universal and we went on the Jaws ride. It was just my mom and I. She loves Jaws. Oh, yeah. She loves sharks in general, but anyway, we were on it. I was sitting on the very end of one of the seats, so closest to the water. And the entire time I was like, this is, where's the shark? I, I can't see the shark. And Little did you know. Right, literally right when I said that, I turned and there's a giant shark's mouth right next to my face. <laughs> and I just about peed myself. Right. I mean, I was terrified. And like the rest of it, I mean, there was a part where the dude, or where the shark has a an arm hanging out of its mouth. Oh, like, nice. This is going to scare me right. from, for life. Yeah. That's probably why I hate the ocean. That, or at that least being in no the ocean. There, but yeah, yeah. Hate, hate. <clears throat> I, I don't hate sharks, but I hate that they would come after me. So I just hate you can't see them. There's video. They're sneaky. Yeah, there was video I saw of a scuba diver, and she's just chilling, you know, doing whatever. And out of nowhere, this giant great white shows up because they're coloring the way the sunlight hits the oh, water. Yeah, way it I mean, refracts. It blends, yep. Yeah, it blends into the water, and right. you don't even know it's there. Oh man! One of these days, I need to tell you about my my snorkel adventure that I had, ironically with mom too. Oh, but was it in Louisiana? No, it was not. It oh, was in mm, Mexico somewhere. That's close, or at least the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I can't remember what country we were in. It was one of the cruises, and they skipped around. Oh, a lot. okay, yeah. But anyway, we were. I guess I could say it now we were in the water, and it was just she and I. We were swimming. Back up shore to where we got our gear. Yeah. Because we had the option of either walking or swimming. And I mean, I don't know why we were the only ones because how many times can you say you set yourself up for a classic movie? Exactly. So we were, we were going along the edge of the um, wire, which they had set up apparently. Like to, a swim wire? Yeah. Oh, like okay. it, it was just a basically just a rope floating oh, with buoys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And a, apparently they were very smart to set that up because it drops off. Like that's the shelf. Oh, yeah. And so we were swimming. There was tons of just the most colorful fish you, you've ever seen. And um, and then they left. And so I thought that was a bit strange. So I surfaced <laughs> and I noticed she was swimming still. So oh, I, oh, look, all the fish are gone. Yeah. I went back down and we look, I looked outside uh, you know, towards the shelf and towards the open ocean. And there were three barracuda that were just kind of like circling. Those things are vicious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've seen Finding Nemo. Right. I know what's about to happen. Aaron and her sister killed one when we went uh, really? offshore fishing. Was it good? You can't eat them. They're poisonous. Didn't know oh, that. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Go figure. Yeah. Who knew? I'm glad they didn't attack. Yeah. Um, But then all of a sudden the water started to blur. And so I had surfaced, and I started cleaning my goggles, and I look over, and Mom was doing the exact same thing. I was like, okay, something in the water is scared, so right. let's go back. And as we were swimming back, I looked behind me, and the barracuda were just gone. Oh, man. And so I convinced her that something big enough in the water scared the three barracuda away. And so we were, of course, you know, oh, no, they were just swimming to attack us and we just didn't see them or, you know, whatever. Yeah. They swam away. Um, and then she went home and this was after the cruise. She loves uh, Deep Blue, which is the largest recorded Great White. I think it's 28 feet long. Oh, what? it's huh. massive. Um, and she was in the same, literally the same plot of 
like ocean that we were in, her fin had tagged her uh, fin has a GPS signal that oh, okay. pings when it she surfaces nice, or gets nice. to a certain uh, I don't know, depth it's not or altitude. Whatever. Yeah, depth. Yeah. Um, and so it's she pinged at that same beach, the same time we were there, the same day. And so I, I jokingly say that we got to swim with Deep Blue and had no idea about it. Yeah, almost became food. Almost. I almost cool. would have had a really cool I lost my leg story. Right. My leg. Yeah. <laughs> I need wood. For my wooden leg. That's that's it. Nice. But yeah. That's that's my story. Well cool. Well let's pivot back to <laughs> Well actually kinda it kinda yeah. links to what yep. shipwreck and Some shark attack maybe we're gonna talk about. So where are we going this week, Jake? So this week we're gonna start a new series. Ooh, Ooh. boom! Yeah, it's gonna be famous and forgotten, right? Yeah, famously forgotten. Famously forgotten. Yeah, we should have probably figured that out yeah. before we. Anyway, famously forgotten is about just random people that are obviously famous, or at least we know of them, and they've gone missing mysteriously. Correct. And our first victim, no pun intended, <laughs> is. Michael Rockefeller. What? Ooh. Ooh, what? So yeah, that's that's going to be the topic for and, and what's going to be the layout of this. I don't know if it's going to be for every single one, but for this particular one, we're going to talk strictly well, as strictly as we can about the facts. And then next week or the next time we can record is going to be the conspiracies involved with what's going the on. The disappearance of Michael Rockefeller. Boom. But yeah. yeah so, so two part series. Stay tuned for the next one. All right, and that's It'll the show. Yeah. All right. Bye. Cool. Cut. And we're back. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So cool. Michael Rockefeller. Yeah. He's tell me, tell me something interesting that I don't know. He wears glasses. He did. Yeah. So he has great vision. He has spectacular vision. He can see twice as many things as everybody else. Except what was coming at him when he died. <gasps> Foreshadow. Got him. Uh-oh. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so he was, he is the great, yeah, great grandson, great grandson of John D. Rockefeller, who is basically like, he started Standard, he was a, oh, he's a founding member of Standard Oil. And like he has uber wealth. Oh, yeah. I mean, when people bring up generational wealth, that's what they have in mind. Right. Because he created that and literally his entire generation afterward could pretty much live on just one company's interest. Yeah. And they had, well, to put things in perspective, when Michael Rockefeller went missing, his father and twin sister, which I thought that was interesting that he was a twin. Right. I actually, I saw that today. I was like, oh, well, cool. Yeah. But they just dropped enough money. And this was back in 61. Yeah. 61. Yeah. 250K. And just left and went right to Papua New Guinea, which is where this event occurred. Yeah. And hired locals, planes, helicopters. Be like a couple million dollars in today's oh, yeah. and economy. Apparently, it was just, they were willing to do more. Yeah. It was just everybody else was like, no, he's gone. Right. But they were very adamant on, on keeping the search going. I just, I, that kind of wealth boggles my mind. Right. Even like people talk about Elon Musk and, um, which there you know, is comparable now just because how crazy. And he is still, I think, the world's richest man. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting in that 
I, I don't know. I guess it, we're witnessing the birth of, um, of the new John D. Rockefellers. These right. just uber the tycoons. The tycoons. Yes, thank yeah. you. Just except they're instead of oil or railroad, Jeffrey Bezos. It's t- technological tycoons. Right. That's what we're seeing grow exactly. now. So, it just it, it amazes me. The year um, you said was sixty one. Sixty one is okay. when it occurred. He was. Um, in his twenties, if I'm not mistaken, he was like twenty, like mid twenties. I want to say twenty six. I have it pulled up here. Pull um, it up. Pull it up. But right. he he was very young when right. it occurred, and um, so he went missing in um, November. It was, go ahead. You said November. November eighteenth. November eighteenth, nineteen sixty one, in the area of he Dutch, was twenty three Dutch New Guinea. Yes. So that was. That was occupied. Who who were the Dutch? The Netherlands. Yes. Okay. So okay, yeah. there you go. Yo, I was, no, there, no, I was no, like, I was like, <laughs> like yes. Who, the Dutch? who who makes the who makes the wooden shoes? That's what I don't, I don't know. Why is the Netherlands Dutch? Like I get Germany. Germany's Deutschland. That's the what they call it. But anyway, I guess it makes yes. more sense. But Netherlands yeah. is, is Dutch. Okay. And so they were the colonizers of Papua New Guinea, and that was actually their last main stake in that area of the world. Okay. Okay. Cool. Which plays into what may have happened afterward right the, the part of the discipline up right um but anyway so michael rockefeller is a learned man he went to harvard yeah which all that and i actually i read uh somewhere that there's a thing if your parents go to ivy league you have a better chance of getting into said Ivory League. Like by proxy? By pro- Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. It's kind of like uh, they being think grandfathered that's in. Almost yeah. To an extent. Oh, I mean, it's a Rockefeller. Hello. Yeah, He's exactly. Like, like, one of the, you're the best no. booster in the world. It's like, oh, hey, we need a new wing to the science building. He's like, hey, John, you wouldn't happen to have a few a few pennies in the cushions of your couch, do you? Sure. Literally. Yeah. Trillions. At well, this point. again, to put things in perspective, so the father Nelson uh, Rockefeller created a museum, the Primal Arts Museum, which in New York, New and, York. And then when that closed down in '75, goes back to that other thing I was talking about uh, with Granddaddy. Yeah. But uh, when that closed down in '75, all the stuff went to the Mother's Museum. Which is still there, the um, it's one of the art museums down in New York. Okay, but they both simultaneously almost opened up art museums. The son, Michael Rockefeller, had acquired so much. They they call it okay. So he's like a curator of the. He was essentially yeah. He was um, a cataloger. He was kind of like Indiana Jones almost. Yeah, he would he would grab yeah, artifacts and bring it to. His dad and his dad would then put it in the museum. Yeah, on show, on on display for everybody to come check out because it was. I mean, he was able to obviously with their wealth and being able to travel, right. able to acquire pieces from parts of the world that, you know, without that exploration, we wouldn't necessarily know at the time. Or yep. When and uh, speaking to the exploration bit of it, the, there was a lot of people who were under of the understanding anyway that that region of the world was the last frontier. That there was so oh. much untamed wilderness. Right. There were a lot of tribes that had not really been didn't have a lot of civilization, or they had civilizations, but not hadn't but been really touched by not, the new world. Exactly, basically. like they knew of planes, the they century. knew of boats. 
to a certain extent. I mean, right. uh, we'll go into this later, but when the rescue attempts were going on, they were legitimately frightened that the gods were angry at them, but they were just looking at rescue planes. Mm. Okay. Um, but... It, yeah, so he so, the, so so he saw this these group and he had actually worked with them before but he okay. he saw this group and was like, "Hey, we can get a lot of art from these guys right. and a lot the of azmats. culture exactly. Yeah, yeah, the azmats. Um and that was what he did. He enjoyed going to various places and pulling as much culture as he could. Right. Um and then giving it to museums for other people to to look at. Mm-hmm. And that was something I thought was interesting is that as soon as he graduated, that's what he did. Right. So he graduated Harvard. Yeah. And then what did he do after? Did he? No, he 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 graduated Harvard, and instead of going into the family business, he went and did this. Oh, okay. So that was his. He, he his, was attached. his division of the family, right. literally. Yeah. He he was basically the the one who kept the museums going, at least with artifacts. Right. Um. He went into one of the expeditions he did he was actually part of a film crew like a documentary crew. oh cool yeah he worked on the sound and still photography and yeah. that was his passion right was, was photography. The photography yep and some of his pictures were awesome there was, was a featured in magazines yeah like, honest, well obviously his parents museum, they, i'm sure that helped but studios and all that i still think that they were museum or not museum but magazine quality pictures right. like they kind of like what you see good. at national geographic yeah for sure and um I watched this yeah, thing. Yeah, the early years of that, really. Yeah, that's true. I watched the thing with uh, Leonard Nimoy, and this was back in 77. So it was pretty close to when it actually happened, um, mm. you know, comparatively speaking. But he uh, he did a special on Michael Rockefeller, and he goes into his uh, background and, and more into what he was doing with these people. Um and at the very end, they showed his uh, Michael Rockefeller's photographs as like a tribute to his work. Oh, cool! And it it was there was one p- shot he got of um, of a couple guys in a canoe, but the sun was setting, and so he just got the silhouette of the canoe and the guys with the setting sun uh-huh. in the back. And I was Classic. like, that's a really like a good post, shot, like a sick postcard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But hey, mom, I found stuff. <laughs> I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, so we know he went to Harvard. Went to Harvard. Um, he has a twin sister, Twins. obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, he actually has, uh, I think he's the youngest of five, so he has four. Oh, geez. So, well, youngest. I mean, like, does, does that mean he came out after the sister? Oh, uh, maybe. The twins. Maybe. But, um, so, uh, twin sister, he has two older brothers and then two older sisters. Uh all with the twin okay. sister. So three okay, sisters cool. and two brothers. So I guess he's the sixth. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, okay. there's a lot of kids. Um, <laughs> and the the dad, I mean, he's he was mostly in the government side of work. While he did have the zoo, the, zoo, the museum, mm-hmm. he was the governor at the time. So he was, oh, can't remember. I want to say it was New York. Let me... Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I believe he was uh, the governor of New York, yes, Mister Nelson. And that was during the disappearance. So right. he was governor from fifty nine to seventy three. Oh wow! Um, and then after that, he was the vice president. Oh, okay. To Ford when Ford took over in seventy two, and well, not seventy two, um, seventy four, and nice, yeah. 
Okay, so cool. Um, so his disappearance was November 18th, right? November 19th? Yeah. 18th, 1961. And it was off the coastline of, that we know so far. Right. The facts state that his canoe that they were in had toppled over. Yep. And they were actually with two guides who ended up leaving to help, or to go find help. And Michael and he actually had he had a, help. a buddy there. Yeah, a, a, another a Dutch um, explorer, but or not? Well, he yeah, was, he was he assisting was on the program, or yeah. assisting with you know curating some of the pieces that they are getting from the Asmat tribe. Yeah. Um, so they the boat capsized or whatever. You know, it's one of those hand carved canoes that if you ever watch like National Geographic or Discovery Channel, you see some of those tribes in third world countries when they're floating down. Areas that they have carved out. He was in one of those that had the extensions on them to help like counterbalance some of that. And then it also had a motor. Oh, it did. It oh, did. Wow. Okay. It, but it was a very tiny motor. Yeah, like a fifteen horsepower. Or something. Yeah, it but wasn't anyways. producing. So it it toppled over. Michael and his co- Renee Vossing. Renee Vossing, his co-rider, um, waited for. They waited for how long did All they night. wait? Like a full, like twenty-four hour type deal. Almost, yeah. And okay. they, yeah, uh, and they were all in the water the entire time. Right, because because the two guys who were with them to help guide them left to go get help. So they, you know, good swimmers. They went off, and I guess it so much time had passed that Michael had felt that you know, hey, these guys aren't coming back. Yep. We need to, we need to do what we can um, to kind of get some help here. So he decided to embark and solo it. On a long swim, yep. I think nautical miles, pretty far. Um, yeah. I think it was fourteen, nautical, uh, twelve, twelve nautical miles swim. Yeah, about fourteen miles. Right. So it stated that he once he was in the water, you know, waiting for a long time, decided to take off. He just put some empty gas tanks mm-hmm. on his waist, buoyancy, and took off. Yep. So. Michael actually was at Harvard. He played sports, was in the military, was in the Army. Very capable swimmer. Mm -hmm. So the thought is, you know, like he could definitely do it. But what's interesting is that when people bring up his military career, you're taught that if you ever crash like in a plane or something, typically you stay with the plane. Right. And Which is what his partner did. He stayed with the boat. And guess what? He was rescued. Yeah. Literally that day. Yeah. So what ended up happening... With the two teenagers, the guides, is they made it to shore fairly quickly. It was just the next town was an eleven miles in thick jungle, and it just oh. it simply took them too long to get to that town. No way. And I so when that. they yeah when they finally got to that town and got help, it so much time had elapsed that Michael thought no one was actually coming back. But really, they were trying. It was just that it took them too long. Right. And oh. when the the ship. Uh, that rescued Renee came. Um, he swore up and down that he tried his hardest to get Michael to stay. That he wanted, because he had faith in these guides, or it, at least that somebody would see a, a capsized boat. Right. He was right. He came, help came, and nobody came for, or it, I guess people came for Michael. It was just a bit too late. A bit too late for his liking. Yes. He was ready to go. He was. He's a Rockefeller. I mean. Right. All they want to do is get going. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. from there, that's where the story takes multiple turns. It's very, yeah. And it's, 
I, I don't want to get too much into it because that's kind of what next show is about. Right, we'll but, save it. Yeah, but it, it really does. I mean, there's it almost seems like any idea, to me anyway, is a possible idea. Right. Like it's, it's plausible that that may have happened. Right. So uh, some of the facts from those can be that, you know, he was able to make it, yep. you know, being a capable swimmer, having an athletic background, a military background, that the guy, he, Michael knew what he was capable of doing. So it wasn't that he was, you know, a typical rich individual who might not right. do a lot of physical activity because, you know, they have hired people to help them right. get he, tasks done. But he Michael was, was well aware of what he was capable of. Yeah, Michael was an adventurer. Like, yeah. he set out to explore and w- with great intention, too. Like, he was, he was more interested in the world than he was the wealth. Yep. Like, it was not... The wealth was very little, a very small part of his life compared to many of his family members, obviously. But when I'll go into this next week, but that was, I think, one of the most telling parts of this whole thing, uh, this whole deal is the dad, Nelson Rockefeller, was giving an interview and he said that this was the moment he was happiest that working out in these vast wildernesses. Uh, taking pictures, working with the indigenous people there, that was when he really found his calling. Right. It wasn't working behind a desk. It wasn't making tons of money. It was simply mm-hmm. just living with these people. Right. And he had spent time with n- uh, numbers of oh, different... Yeah. Uh, different tribes, different peoples. You know, all around the world. So yeah. he was very in tune with his social capabilities of being involved with other cultures, which is really awesome. Yeah, for an individual in that in that time frame, well, in that status, yeah, the status exactly, yeah, the name is carries so much weight with it. Yep. Everybody knows, maybe not in those countries, but but that's the thing. He's he. It's almost like he actively sought out people who he knew didn't know who a Rockefeller was. Right, like there's no way a tribe in the middle of Papua New Guinea was like, oh, you're a Rockefeller. Right, I yep. have your T-shirt. Right, it's like no, that's not the how only that people works. gonna know is if you tell them and then you kind of show them. Right, exactly. You would have to, and even so, I mean, like, you you tell them that you have this huge mansion, they're just going to be like, sure, okay, here's mine. What's a mansion? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and so that was, that he made it, and then that's, even him making it, it takes several turns, like several right. branches whether out. Whether he did not get to his point, whether yep. he was found when he arrived at a certain place. Yeah, because there's for interpretation on those two. Yeah, because uh, there was I've I've heard that he made it to the shore, but he was too exhausted and he passed out and was and expired. Right. I've heard that he was picked up by a group of people, tribesmen, tribesmen. Yeah. Um, who subsequently had KFC with his. Yeah, they wanted retribution for a prior event that happened years, and we'll go into Michael that because I think that's that's a big enough um, event to kind of explain the history of right. of these tribes. Um, and then there's there's even one, and I've seen the video. It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, it's eerie almost. It is. See. But there's a video of, and this was taken seven years after his disappearance. His disappearance. Yeah. So in seventy, oh, in sixty eight. A man took it upon himself, really, 
to film see. the Azmat tribe or it, very he wanted to find it. it. Yeah. He They're wanted to find him. Super rare to have these people documented other than yeah. just still photos. Right. Exactly. And that's at the time that was really all we had. Right. And he wanted to find Michael Rockefeller or at least get closure for the right. family. Yeah. And so he was filming these Azmat individuals canoeing and clear as day. There's a white guy. Right. And I mean, it's similar structure, similar structure, similar facial features. If you aged him eight years in hard labor without proper hygiene or anything, it, I mean, it really does be somebody. Yeah. Um, And then we'll talk about it. His family that we mentioned earlier, his family had hired um, a private investigator to go over there. And even they had heard exchanges were made, like trades were done for certain objects of certain objects to um to that effect which is pretty interesting yeah we don't want to give it all away because there's there's actually a lot to unpack in some of these theories Uh, there is yeah and then even the people who have written recent things within the 21st century about some of his whereabouts um because his parents obviously very wealthy even spent money in this late 70s too to kind of have even more in-depth knowledge of like okay I know the case is cold, but we'd like to see if you can dig up something else. So they sent more individuals over yep. to dig up any facts they could about their son. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, they they really did. It's one of the rare instances where they moved heaven and earth to find right. Michael, Michael. Initially, it was like a two-week search, and they called it off. I think he was originally <clears throat> officially pronounced... Deceased Drown. in 64. Yeah. But, you know, his family continued their efforts after the fact. So what we know so far is Michael went missing in 61, pronounced dead in 64. His parents paid investigators prior and after his disappearances. There's documents and video evidence pertaining to potentially Michael Rockefeller sightings. Yep. There's, it's almost turned into Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. There's, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and they, his parents took out ads in the New York Times. Yep. For any information, it was documented to levels of degrees, and so everybody could be made aware of such a large uh, when, family to lose a member. And it's kind of, it, and you look into like when he jumped in the water. Even then, people are like, "Well, maybe a crocodile got him," because they do have saltwater crocodiles, crocodiles, mm-hmm. and or sharks, can, or sharks. And um, if there's bull sharks, just like the crocodiles, they can go into brackish water, so the mix of fresh and saltwater. So even oh, if you get to a river, okay. you're still not really safe, right? Um, at or least just, from the or just you know dehydration, dehydration, exhaustion. Because I mean, it is twelve, 12 miles, miles. Yeah. <laughs> or nautical miles. I can't swim twelve miles. No <laughs> not way. When you're, I mean, there was enough current. Swimming a football field would be terrible. Yeah, when there was enough current to capsize a boat. Yeah, and you're fighting against that, right? Um, and that was something I've always been curious about. I wonder, is, like those gas tanks weren't. I mean, they're buoyant because they're empty, but they're not plastic, right? So, yeah, they were probably the metal. Massive drag on them. Yeah, and and that was one of the reasons why they kind of concluded that he drowned. Is they actually found the gas cans out to oh, sea, separate. Yeah, separated separate from. from yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, um, cool. And that was shortly after, um, 
or shortly before rather they decided to call, call off the search was the, the searching party found these and they just kind of immediately oh he drowned yeah because it was just such a very long distance um yeah it's just it's crazy the the, the distance and then just the unknown there's so many like with amelia Earhart. To my knowledge, it is she crashed. Right. That's basically the general consensus. Whether she crashed on an island and something happened, or she crashed in the ocean, it, that's where you know we can get into that, and I'm sure we will in a, in another episode. But with this, there are so many. Like, had he stayed with the boat, he would have been saved. Had he, um, did he even make it to shore? Did he make it to shore and then get bitten by a poison? You know, venomous snake that's there because right. that whole area was covered with snakes, scorpions, spiders. I mean, you name it, they got it exactly. And you have, and then you have to worry about the tribesmen, right? So you can On survive. That, the yeah. cannibals. That's another yeah. fact. That's the another asthmat trap. Uh, the the asthmat tribe. Cannibals are known cannibals. And what's interesting? And they still practice cannibalism. Up until I think the early seventies. Yeah. So it's very And that's the capable. thing. They were very capable of dissecting someone. What happened what would have happened if this was if this occurred in eighty one? You know, take a if we had the technology of sixty one and it happened in eighty one, that means that they would have outlawed cannibalism. Right. So if he did make it to shore like an international crime. Yeah. Crazy. And it, he made it to shore, they could not eat him. But War because been waged. because it happened in sixty one, he was able to it possibly right. He was able to have gotten eaten. Um, I've always been curious because I had I heard about that uh, today that they outlawed head hunting, and in his own journals he was like, "These are the best head hunters that he's ever seen. Ooh. That these guys they specialized in finding people and dispersing, yeah, consuming them." <laughs> Um, and you mentioned that event. What, why don't you talk about it? Which event? The Netherlands, and the the whole um, shakeup with the asthmat people. Oh yeah, another fact that ties into some of the conspiracy that we'll get into in the second part is that the Dutch had a falling out with the asthmat tribe, and where five tribesmen were murdered. Yeah. So when I spoke on earlier about them getting retribution, it was kind of like the tribesmen were looking to blame the white man for what they had done to their tribe. Michael might have been a victim of just caught in being, the crossfire. Yeah, yeah, because he washed ashore. But we will definitely dive into that part on the next on the yeah. next installment. Yeah, because there's a lot to unpack, even with just that one thread. Right. Yeah, the Azmet tribe has an interesting. Backstory, it does, and they hold grudges, as, you, as we will find out. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and um, it, it's actually kind of sad. Like, even if he did make it, and he, even if he did join um, join a tribe, or you know, just live out on his own, you still have the family who just has no idea. Like there right. was. There was no way he could ring him up and be like, hey, mom, dad, I'm safe. You know, here's my satellite phone. Right. I don't think they're sending a telegram from. Yeah, exactly. 
a few sticks. Well, I don't think New York can see smoke signals. Right, yeah. So at big, least big not fire. that far. Um, so you kind of had this this family who was left in the dark, really, about mm-hmm. what happened to right. their kid. Yeah, that's that's got to be really hard to take on whenever you can't. Like in today's world, you know, when something happens to a loved one, we have it in the palm of our hands to either call, text, make something happen within the matter of seconds. When in this case, when someone's so far away where you can't even communicate with technology, let alone mail or snail mail or telegram or whatever, like as a parent, that would be horrifying Yeah, to sit there and realize like you might get word weeks or months later that, oh yeah, hey, your son is missing and it he's took been missing th- yeah. for X amount of months or days or out. Like, yep. It just varies wherever he was at in the part of the world. It took him three days to get information that the son was missing to the family, to the the parents. Yeah. So for three days, they thought he was okay when really he was having the worst time of his life. That's just, that stinks. And it kind of, I'm curious because there's a lot of, uh, is it psychology? No, it's not sociology or psychology. Y'all will let me know. I I'm very... Let's go with sociology. Sure. That sounds great. <laughs> um, Wait, weren't you a psych the, major? No. Psh, I was political science. That's close enough. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Um, the The concept that twins have a shared mind, like if one... Oh, that's probably psychology. I would think so, but I I don't know. Elizabeth liked that class. Anyway, she's my sister. Um, the... I'm curious to see what the the sister had to say. Like, was there a certain point when she's like, "Oh, I feel something is different." Well, she wrote a memoir. Uh, ooh, I can't remember the year about about the, that uh, event, the loss of losing a twin, a loved one being a twin. Um, but yeah, we could we could kind of touch on that next time too. Yeah, kind of bring up some of her thoughts because I'm just curious because I'm sure there's because those you you know you always hear those stories of like a twin is in another room and one twin pricks her finger and the other twin starts to feel it. And I've always been curious, like if something drastic like this were to happen, what would the twin feel? Would the twin feel the last moments of Michael or would she just kind of be in the dark with everybody else? I don't know. You'll have to find out in next week's episode. Guess I need to read that book. Yeah. (laughs) Oh geez. Some light reading probably. Yeah. But yeah, so next week's episode, we're going to touch on the conspiracies behind Michael's disappearance. But for now, let's take a show break. All right. So this day in history, what do you have, Jake? I have, in 1719, Robinson Crusoe was published. Oh, for those who are unaware, cool. it's ironic because it is about a shipwreck and a oh, sailor oh, oh. living on an island um, off the coast of South America in the early 1700s. But I just, that's hilarious. He's, it says that he spends 28 years on a deserted island. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. This day in history, the Hubble Space Telescope is launched into Earth orbit. That's pretty cool. And we explore new horizons. Literally. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's a, that's an awesome fact. Contact is a really good movie. It is a good movie. I love that movie. Do your homework, everyone. We'll have a test next time. Yes. 
The answer is C. Always. All right, let's jump back. All right, everyone. Hope you guys have enjoyed some of our facts behind Michael Rockefeller's disappearance and some of his life. Uh, this is going to be a two-part series, so next week we will jump into the actual conspiracy theories. Yeah, and I have a feeling that next week is going to be a lot longer and... I don't know. This was fun, but I have a feeling we're going to ha- enjoy. Yeah. If you want to fall week. asleep, tune in next week. Yeah, exactly. This one is the fall asleep. Next week, you'll wake up. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. But yeah. So I hope you guys yeah. have enjoyed it. Maybe Michael made it. Maybe Michael was eaten. Maybe Michael lived with them. Who knows? Well, he does. That's right. <laughs> so tune in next week as we explore the conspiracy behind Michael Rockefeller's and disappearance. Don't forget to let us know if any topics or anything like that if you Yeah. If you want to do that. Shoot us an email over to the number two dads at night at gmail dot com. Night is spelled N I T E. Yeah. But as for me, have a great night. <laughs>